When I miss the light, the night is stolen. When I'm slamming all the doors you've opened, hold on to me.
They say I'm defenseless against the enemy This hand-me-down armor doesn't suit me I've got the only weapon I need Cause the giant here before me Doesn't see the God behind me If he did, he'd be on his knees I come in the That Goliath, he's coming down. I don't know what Goliath you're facing today. Maybe you've got a Goliath in your life and you say, you know what? I really, I really need some help conquering this Goliath. You name it today. You text us this morning if you've got that Goliath and you want it to be conquered. The phone number to text 870-205-0600. Our prayer time coming up in about 10 minutes. And we want to join with you in prayer about your Goliath. What is that circumstance that's struggling with you our good news verse today from god's word first corinthians chapter 4 verse number 4 
Paul writes it this way, My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. We're going to have our devotional right after the Gaither Vocal Band sings to us about the way, the truth, and the life. Do you believe that he is? Listen to this. We'll be right back in about three minutes. Our prayer time coming up in just a little while. It's good to be with you on this Thursday morning, the 16th day of September, six minutes past the hour. you believe that he is today? He is the way, the truth, and the life. This morning, we're going to hear a great devotional from Dr. Michael Youssef with Leading the Way. It's titled, The Supreme Court. You know, we've got a Supreme Court in America, don't we? And oftentimes, when we have a case that we want to take to another court because it doesn't rule in the favor that we believe it should have ruled, we can take it to the Supreme Court. Here's what Dr. Youssef says, 1 Corinthians 4, verses 1 through 5. He shares with us about judgment. And here's what he says, The famous journalist, Oris Greeley, once opined, Fame is a vapor. Popularity and accident and riches take wings. 
also attributed with later adding, only one thing endures, that's character. I think he was on the spot. The trouble is there are different standards for measuring a person's character. Paul addresses this issue in his first letter to the Corinthians, noting three judgment courts our actions must face. The first is the court of public opinion. Like it or not, we are all judged by the world around us. Paul wrote in verse number three, I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Though it may sound callous, Paul was being honest. What others think of us is not the most important thing, but we must recognize that others do think about us. We must be considerate of the court of public opinion. Number two, the second court is our conscience. If a person is brought up in a biblically sound home and guided by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, then their conscience will likely guide them well. And Paul places great value on the conscience of man because he knows how important it is. But he also knows it is not always a reliable guide. Note 1 Corinthians 4 and verse number 4. And finally, number three, there is the Supreme Court. Who is the Supreme Court? Well, that's God himself, the judge who will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and expose the motives of the heart. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse number 5, in the end, God's verdict is really the only one that matters. We must live out the humility of Jesus Christ, who put the will of the Father above everything else. The will of the Father was supreme and preeminent in Christ Jesus' life. So the three courts that you and I face every single day, number one, the public, court, uh, the public opinion of others. Number two, the conscience of man. And number three, the supreme court, God himself. Can you say today with Paul, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 4, my conscience is clear. My conscience is clear. Can you say that today? Lord, we thank you today on this Thursday morning that we can come to you with a pure and clean conscience, knowing that you use our conscience to reveal to us the discernment of what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is evil. And Lord, I pray that on this Thursday morning that we would align ourselves in such a way that we would bring glory and honor to Jesus. Thank you for this Bible truth today. Thank you for the encouragement that it offers. Thank you for being so good to us. Lord, direct our paths today, and as we get ready for the prayer time coming up in two minutes, we pray that you bless the prayer time. Lord, may we see answered prayer. May we hear great praise reports, and may we glorify our Father which art in heaven. We say, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us, Lord, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forevermore. Amen. Let's check in with Ken Davis this morning as we get ready for our prayer time. You're listening to Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International. Lighten Up is a moment to brighten your day and encourage your walk with Jesus. I'm Wes Stafford, president of Compassion, inviting you to listen as author, speaker, and comedian Ken Davis shares a challenge. 
A man was stranded on a deserted Pacific island for years. Finally, one day, a boat came sailing into view. The man frantically waved and drew the skipper's attention. The boat anchored near the island, and a sailor got out and greeted the stranded man. After a while, the sailor asked, Hey, what are those three huts you've built here? The man pointed to the nearest one and said, Well, that's my house. He said, Well, what's the next hut there? The man said, I built that hut to be my, my church. The sailor said, Well, what, what about that other hut? He said, Oh, that's where I used to go to church. Does that sound familiar? Unfortunately, many people spend a lifetime hopping from church to church looking for that one that will be perfect. The first time they're offended or meet a difficult person or disagree with the pastor, they begin looking for another hut. Well, it's a fruitless search. Folks, there's no such thing as a perfect church because Christ's church is filled with imperfect people seeking to be more like him. I encourage you not to hop from hut to hut. And may the Lord protect you and I from ever finding a church filled with people just like us. I'm Ken Davis. Find a church. Look for an opportunity to serve other imperfect people and stick with it. Lighten up and live. You've been listening to Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International. If you'd like more information on Compassion, visit us on the web at Compassion.com. I'm Wes Stafford, president of Compassion, encouraging you to lighten up and live. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Dat Tran, Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for the United States Department of Veterans Affairs. His office works with veterans and their families in areas such as disability compensation, job training, education assistance, home loans, and life insurance. Galatians 6.2 reminds us of the importance of helping others, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Dat Tran as he works on behalf of our nation's veterans. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. Thursday morning prayer time today. Thank you for joining with us. Hope you're having a great, great Thursday morning already and looking forward to all the incredible things that God is going to do in your life today. God is good, isn't he? Oh, just got a good update. Uh, one of our listeners sent in a text message. We were following up with them about a prayer request we've been praying for, and I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute. Do you have a prayer need today? Maybe you've got an answer to prayer and you say, you know what, we've been praying for this and here's how God has answered that prayer. 
Well, I've got a couple of those this morning. That's right. We got a couple of them, and one of them you might think is unusual. We're just going to thank God this morning. Let's thank Him today. Isn't He worthy of our praise and our thanksgiving? Oh, yes, He is. Lord Jesus, we thank You today that You have displayed Your kindness toward us, Your goodness, and every single day, Your mercies are new. Lord, we pray today that you bless this prayer time. We pray that you bless our listeners this morning. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen us and help us for this day. Help us to be prepared for it. Lord, anything that we face today, I pray that we would face it with confidence, knowing that no matter what we face, we can have victory in Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that our conscience can be clear. As we put on the whole armor of God, we put that armor on, understanding that we don't want to face the battle armorless or weaponless. So, Lord, help us today, we pray in Jesus' name. The phone number to text if you have a prayer need, our 24-hour text prayer line, 870-205. 0600. Got a prayer update just a moment ago. Here it is. We've been praying for one who had a biopsy done on a mass, and the results from that biopsy showed no cancer cells. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. They do want to double check. And so this person is going to be scheduled on Friday. That's going to be tomorrow. They have to go back for another endoscopy and a biopsy as well. And they're going to have those results in another 10 days. And so we're asking for prayer for peace for this listener and that God would help this one as she casts her cares upon Jesus. Lord, we pray right now, we thank you for the results that have come back as non-cancerous. There's not been any cancer cells, but Lord, the doctors just want to, they want to take precautions and they want to make sure. And we thank you for that. Thank you for their carefulness. We do pray for a good report coming up. I pray for this listener, Lord, that you would calm her nerves and her anxiety and her angst. And Lord, that you would just help her to have the peace of God that passes all understanding that it might keep her heart and mind in Jesus. Help her today, we pray in Jesus' name. Let her know that there's a lot of folks praying right now. Another prayer request that we've been praying for. And many of you are friends with Miss Susie Griffith and You've been praying for her in this battle with the COVID and the results of the COVID-19 virus. And you found out that yesterday she went home to be with Jesus. And we want to thank God for her healing. We want to thank God for her healing. I know many of you have shared that she's a Christian, loves the Lord, and a faithful, faithful part of our community. And she's going to be missed. But we're thankful today. You know, God 
God heals through medicine, through miracles, and then ultimately through that final transition into heaven. And I've got a special song here in just a few minutes that I'm going to play for you. It's titled, No Scars in Heaven. It's a new song from Casting Crowns. It's been out for a little while, and you've probably heard it. So I'm going to air that song after we get done with our prayer time this morning because I think it'll be an encouragement to us. It'll be an encouragement to some of our listeners that, you know what? We can be encouraged today that when our loved one, our friends, our neighbors, when they go to heaven, there's no scars. The only scars in heaven are the ones that Jesus bore when they drove the nails through his hands and through his feet and when they drove the spear through his side. So Lord, we thank you today for your healing. Sometimes through doctors, sometimes through medicine and science, sometimes through miracles. But Lord, the greatest miracle, I believe, is to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. Thank you for that today in Jesus' name. As we continue to pray for our friends over in Afghanistan, our Christian brothers and sisters, some of the churches that are meeting under the radar, you pray for them and pray for those that are watching the destruction of their homeland. And you pray for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to go forth, that souls would be saved, lives would be changed. And you pray for those that have been separated from their loved ones due to the work of the Taliban. Pray God's will be done in their lives. Pray for our local churches. Oh, we had a great midweek Bible study last night. Our adults, they met in the fellowship hall. We had our prayer time. And then we had we had another, we had 12 kids last night, 12 of us out there. In the Family Life Center, we had a couple of new faces out there yesterday. And I tell you, God is blessing our church. I'm thankful for what he's doing. I'm thankful we get to be a part of it. So you continue to pray for our teenagers and our children. Pray for our pre-K. Pray for those that are involved in different ways that we can work together to see lives saved, lives changed. It's all about Jesus. Continue to lift up Jennifer in prayer as she continues to go for her treatments. And I think they said she's got 12 that she has to do. She had one two days ago. And I tell you, you pray for her today. And continue to pray for Mr. Mike's mother as well. We've been praying for her, especially this week. And we want to continue to lift her up in prayer. Do you have a prayer need? You can text us 870-205-0600. Let me let you know about a mission trip that's coming up on October the 2nd. And I think this is going to be an overnight trip on a Friday night and a Saturday morning. Well, it'll be all day Saturday. I'm going to try to go up that Friday afternoon in Russellville. And they're going to be having a 
evening event that Friday night. I don't know if we can make it in time for that or not. We, we may try to. But that next day on Saturday, it's going to be a great opportunity to serve and to be a part of mission activities and sharing the gospel. They'll have some yard work that needs to be done throughout the community. We're going to be partnering with the Arkansas River Valley Baptist Association and the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. It's called Acts 1-8 Mission Experience. So you pray for that opportunity if you would. Keep that a matter of prayer. If you'd like to go, you can let me know and just say, hey, I'd be interested in participating in that. That's going to be fun. Again, that's going to be October the 1st and 2nd. Just found out about it two days ago. Day before yesterday, we were at a cookout for the pastors in the Arkansas Baptist State Convention regional area here. Continue to pray for Pastor Jarvis. I seen him on Tuesday, and he looked good. Oh, he was looking good, thanking God and just praising the Lord. You remember he, his wife went to heaven just a couple weeks ago. COVID claimed her life, but greater than that, Jesus claimed her life. So you pray for that need today. And looking at the prayer wall, our Love Worth Finding Ministry Partner Prayer Wall, pray for clear understanding and direction from one of our anonymous requests. Pray for clear understanding and direction on leaving or staying at the job that I currently have. I'm not happy there, not making it financially, but there have been many years that I've been there need a financial blessing. Lord, I pray for this one that's been at this job faithfully for many years. Now they're beginning to struggle financially. And Lord, I, I don't know if it's because they're living outside of their means and spending more than they make or maybe even more than what they need. Lord, I don't know if the environment is an inconducive environment. I don't know. But I pray that you'd help this person that sends in this anonymous request today. Help them in Jesus' name. One asking for prayer for an unspoken request today. And we lift up that need. Again, the phone number, if you have a need to text, you can text us at 870-205-0600. Laura asking for prayers that Jesus would deliver and heal her from bondage. She's not getting any sleep. And every single day, she says, I feel so sleepy and tired and wore out. I beg God every day, please hear my cry. Lord, I pray for Laura today. And our listeners, we agree together right now. Lord, that you would help Laura. That she would find the rest that she needs in Jesus. You tell us in Psalm that rest is a gift from God. And Lord, you will give her that rest as she seeks and finds peace in you. Help her today, I pray in Jesus' name. Pray for Susie today, asking for prayer. She says, I'd love prayer for my work situation. 
that leadership and HR would fix the compensation errors, which has translated to a huge loss for me. The fault is theirs, but they haven't yet accepted it or resolved. Please pray that they sort this out and also for my faith in God and to have peace. Lord, we do pray right now for Susie. Lord, we pray that you would help her in this situation in her life. Lord, that her work would would pay her what she rightly deserves. And you teach us that in the book of James, the letter of James. Lord, that we're not to withhold from those who work for it. So help them in Jesus' name. Pray for our local churches and our ministries here in our community. Pray for Mariana First Baptist Church. And they're going to be having a D-Now conference this coming weekend. I believe it's going to be on Friday. And so if you'd like more information about that, that'll be this weekend, the 17th and through the... Oh, it'll be the 17th through the 19th. So actually, that'll be tomorrow night. So that is Friday through Sunday. And it's a big weekend that they'll have. Uh, So you pray for them. They'll have Jacob Simmons as a speaker and Bo Hamilton leading the worship. So you pray for them today and pray God would continue to strengthen Brother Stephen Price and Brother Steve Moore, the leadership there at their church, and pray for all the volunteers and all that's going to be taking place. You pray for them today. Continue to pray for Marvel First Baptist Church and Morrow Baptist Church as they seek God's guidance for their next pastor. Lord, we thank you again for our prayer time today on this Thursday morning. Lord, thank you for your kindness to us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you desire good for us. Thank you, Lord, that in everything that we face, you work all things together for good when we love you and trust you. So thank you for that truth today. In Jesus' name, we pray for our president. We pray for Vice President Harris. We pray for our first responders and our military. Brent and Jasper, Max and Sam and Joey. Lord, we lift them up to you today. Whatever they face, may they face it under the shadow of the Almighty. In Jesus' name name. Help our country. Help us to see revival. May we see souls saved, lives changed forever. In Jesus' name. All right, I told you just a few minutes ago, I've got a special song I want to share with you this morning, and it's titled, No Scars in Heaven. You listen to this from Casting Crowns, and just a few minutes we'll have our devotional Keys for Kids. Last time would be the last time I would have put off all the things I had to do I would have stayed a little longer Held on a little tighter Now what I'd give for one more day with you
thankful for that truth this morning well our keys for kids devotional this morning as we tune in with zach from keys for kids and i tell you what we're going to do we're going to see if we can get daniel and titus on the phone with us if you'll stay tuned i want you to pray 
for Daniel and Titus and other students and children that are on their way to school right now. Lord, we lift them up to you. Pray for safety and guidance and direction. Keep them safe at school. Keep them in a good environment where they can be learning about Jesus. Here's Keys for Kids with Zach. And when we get done, I'm going to get Daniel and Titus on the phone. And they're going to share with you some of the things they've been learning in children's church and in their class on Wednesday nights for Equip. And it's going to be good. Here's Zach from Keys for Kids. I love the new shoes that I got, but there's two left shoes and no right shoe. What if we can't get our money back? Oh, no. Someone out there is probably walking around with two right shoes. Guess what? You're listening to Keys for Kids, and my name is Zach. Thanks for joining me. It's so frustrating when you want something really bad only to find out that you have to wait for it. For example, one time I ordered some guitar strings for my guitar only to receive strings for a violin. I was so mad at first, but my friend reminded me mistakes happen. Plus, it's a great way to learn patience. Psalm 37 verse 8 reminds us to refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. Our story today is called Market Day for Maya. Maya and Marco ran ahead of their mother on the dusty path, too excited to hold themselves back. Today was market day, and Maya and her brother always enjoyed visiting the stalls selling fruits and vegetables, fresh eggs, and fragrant breads. But this trip included something special, new shoes. Marco, Maya, their mother called. The kids joined their mother at a table stacked with shoeboxes. As Mama discussed prices with the seller, Marco and Maya searched for their sizes. Got mine, Marco shouted while chickens clucked nearby. Finally, Maya spotted the pair she wanted. I'd like these, she announced. Mama bargained with the shop owner and then paid for the shoes. At home, Maya took out her shoes to try them on, but her happiness turned to confusion when she realized she'd gotten two left shoes. Maya showed the box to her mother. Two left shoes, Mama. Now I have to wait another week for new shoes, and I don't even know if the seller will exchange this mismatched pair for a real pair. Besides being frustrated, Maya now felt worried. What if we spent all that money with no shoes to show for it, Mama? How could God let this happen? Mama pulled Maya close. It's normal when things go wrong to question how God might fix it. But we know God is trustworthy. It's His job to show us how to handle this. Let's do our job. Maya wrinkled her brow. Our job? To trust Him. Not to let fear or anger take control, but to keep trusting God, Mama answered. Even if I don't get to switch this pair for a new set, God will still help me solve this, right? Maya asked thoughtfully. Yes, Mama said. Circumstances won't always turn out how we'd like, but God takes care of His children. And I'm God's child, right? asked Maya, because I trust in Jesus who paid the price for our sins. Mama nodded. That's right. Trust him to provide you with what you need. Maya closed the shoebox and set it aside, where it would be ready for next week's market day. So how about you? When you face disappointments, do you often become afraid or angry? God tells us to trust him in all circumstances. He's with us and loves us, and he's in control. 
When you're tempted to give in to anger or fear in a hard situation, stop and think about how God has shown his care to you in the past. Then remember that he promises to take care of you and trust him to help you in your present struggle. Our key verse is found in the Psalms, number 37, verse 8. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. And our key thought, make a choice to trust God. You know what? I love to hear from listeners just like you. So if you ever have a question about God or the Bible or anything else, you can send it to me. I'll do my best to answer right away. Plus, every time a new issue of the Keys for Kids print devotional comes out, we include some of those questions we receive from kids like you. Who knows? Your question might be in the next issue. So send them my way. Just go to keysforkids.org slash heyzach. I'm Zach. Thanks for joining me on Keys for Kids. Oh, that's Keys for Kids every weekday about 7.40 and then also at 3.30 Central Standard Time. We've got a special guest with us this morning. I told you that I was going to try to see if we could get Daniel and Titus to join with us. Boys, are you there? Can you hear your daddy this morning? All right, hang on just a minute. All right, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good morning, good morning. Where are you guys going right now? Going to school? Who is your teacher at school? Miss Jana. Miss Jana. Is Miss Jana doing a good job as your teacher? Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, you guys have been going to children's church on Sunday mornings, and you've been in your Wednesday night Bible class with Aunt Vicky. I want to hear what you guys have been learning. Tell me something about children's church this past Sunday morning. And then you guys helped me out last night. We learned a big word. Do you remember what that word was? Oh, you dropped the phone. I thought I heard that. <laughs> All right. All right. There's a big word that you learned on Sunday. And it was trans what? Transformed. Transformed. That's right. And transformed. What transforms? What is something that transforms in the nature? Caterpillars. What does? Caterpillars. Oh, caterpillars transform. Okay, what did caterpillars transform into? Butterflies. Butterflies. Yes. That's right. Yes, I put one in the tree, and and what? Wait a long time for them to grow into a butterfly. It does. It takes a long time for them to transform into a butterfly. That's right. It's a it's a process of time. It doesn't just happen overnight, does it? No, it's a it's a process. Now uh, you learned about a person whose life was transformed. Wait a minute, my mama. What? You remember the name of the person whose life was transformed? Hey. In the Bible, his name was Saul. What can you tell me about Saul? I can hear you, baby. You said that he didn't want the preachers doing what? Taking with their parts today, what they want to do, and he, so he got blind by God because he was not—he was not doing stuff he was supposed to be, and he was not supposed to be—he was not supposed to be mean because he was being mean. So because so he turned into um. 
and then he was he preached it and he was good. That's right. He he Saul didn't want the preachers preaching and he was changed into Paul and then he started preaching and he became a good guy, didn't he? Yeah. That's pretty amazing, man. I'm so proud of you for learning that. You and Titus are doing such a good job. And you know what? I knew everybody was going to be excited. Our listeners were going to be excited to hear from you this morning. Do you want to tell everybody hello this morning, Titus? I will. You will. Are you all going to say good morning to everybody? Yeah. You want to tell everybody to have a good day today? Have a good day. All right. I tell you, here's something that'll help us have a good day. You want to know what'll help me to have a good day today? Where you at? Where you at? We're we're at the radio station, and where are you at? At school. Oh, you're at school now. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're at the radio station now. Listen, here's what I want you to do, Titus. Can you pray for us this morning and pray for the radio and all everybody that's listening? Hey, Daddy. Hey, what? Can you hear me? I can um, hear you, baby. I might, Leo. You will? Okay, you go ahead and pray for us this morning. I have to put the phone like Oh, that way you can hold your hands together. Okay, all right. Yeah. Thank you, God, for this wonderful day. Keep it safe. Thank you. Keep everybody safe. Keep my daddy and everybody safe, I can. And amen. 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 All right, baby. I love you, and I hope you have a good day today, okay? Titus, I love you. Boys, hey, hey, I love you with all my heart as much as I possibly can. I hope you have fun today. Keep your eyes on Jesus. All right, goodbye. All right, folks. All right, I thought you might enjoy that this morning. That's Daniel and Titus on their way to school this morning. And I tell you, isn't it a blessing to hear how God is blessing these little boys, and we're thankful for all the wonderful teachers and everybody that's pouring into their lives. I tell you, we are so blessed. Our daily Bible reading coming up in just a moment will be in 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 today will be reading from the dramatized version of the Bible, the New King James Version, but it'll be the dramatized edition. I'm excited about sharing that with you. Let me say thank you to Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle located in Poplar Grove right off of Highway 49. Stop by see Brian for all of your fishing needs and supplies. He's got black salties. He's got his uh, live bait, crickets, worms. Uh, he's got some shad and he's got the skipjack. Everything you need for your next fishing trip. Stop by and see Brian today. Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle in Poplar Grove, Arkansas. Here's our daily Bible reading. Today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. And again, let me remind you, if you have a prayer need, text us 870-205-0600. If you enjoyed hearing Daniel and Titus this morning, shoot us a text message. Let us know that you enjoyed hearing from them today. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. 
Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You are already full. You are already rich. You have reigned as kings without us. And indeed, I could wish you did reign, that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last as men condemned to death. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To the present hour we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. And we labor, working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some are puffed up, as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord wills, and I will know, not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with the rod, or in love, and a spirit of gentleness? And that's our daily Bible reading on this Thursday morning, the 16th day. The 16th day of September. And we're so thankful to be able to share together in our daily Bible reading. One of the reasons why I enjoy the Community Prayer Time Network is, you know, like I told you yesterday, it's kind of like getting in the living room together, getting a group together every single day, and then we have our daily Bible reading, our devotional time, our prayer time, and then we get to go out and face the world. And that's what we get to do every single day. Here's Chris Tomlin, a song, Reaching for You. Are you reaching for him today? Dr. Adrian Rogers, Love Worth Finding, coming up in about seven minutes. Jesus, my living water, name above all. 
Some real hope? Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, 
you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how will it be made salty again? It is good for nothing anymore except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Our world desperately needs to taste some salty Christians, Christians who hold fast to the Lord and live in obedience to His Word in the power of the Holy Spirit. When the salt becomes tasteless, destruction is not far behind. Jesus said when He returns, the world will be as corrupt as it was in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. Listen, if you've lost your saltiness as a Christian, ask the Lord to forgive you and to change you. Make necessary changes in your life so you can be the salty witness in a lost and dying world that Jesus wants you to be. Now that's real hope. And you can find that real hope when you visit fromhisheart.org. And you can enjoy more of Pastor Jeff's teaching ministry when you tune in every weekday at 6 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock in the afternoon Central Standard Time here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Let me share with you the forecast for the Eastern Arkansas Delta. Partly cloudy throughout the day. Right now, it's still pretty foggy out there. Expecting to clear up by 9 o'clock this morning. 20% chance of rain. Not much of the area will see any rain today, but the highs will be in the upper 80s and lows tonight in the 70s. Have has anybody got any hummingbirds around their house? You got any hummingbirds hanging around still? Well, I know we just had a Hummingbird feeder dropped off over the weekend. Somebody dropped it off for us. We're going to get that put up, get some sugar water in it. And uh, one of our neighbors, they've got about 10 hummingbirds right now. So we're looking forward to be able to enjoy that together. They sent me a video, and oh, it was beautiful to see those hummingbirds flying around and to see all that. Well, it's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Here's Dr. Adrian Rogers with Love Worth Finding. Why is it so important to have a knowledge of the Word of God? Listen to Adrian Rogers. If knowledge is power, we need the knowledge of the Word of God to have spiritual power. We need to be molded, motivated, and managed by the Word of God. And yet for many, many in this congregation, <laughs> the Bible remains a closed book, a mysterious book. And uh, they really give lip service to the Bible, but they really do not understand it. Welcome to Love Worth Finding. As we just heard from pastor, teacher, and author Adrian Rogers, we need to be molded, motivated, and managed by the Word of God if we want to have spiritual power. Yet for many, the Bible remains a closed book. There's no magical way to understand the Bible. It takes work, joyful, thrilling work to understand the Word of God. Psalm 119 gives us a glimpse of that work. If you have your Bible, turn there now as Adrian Rogers reveals how to make your Bible come alive. Now, I want to tell you three things, and there'll be some subsets under these three things, but I want to tell you three things that if you will do these things, I can promise you, and I've prayed over this, I've thought over this, if you will do these three things, I can promise you that the Bible will burst a flame in your heart, in your mind, and in your life. Number one, you must appreciate the virtues of the Word of God. Now, if you don't appreciate the virtues of the Word of God, you're not going to have any desire to learn it or know it. Many people do not understand the great value, the great virtue in the Word of God. You must have an appreciation for the Word of God. Why should you appreciate the Word of God? Number one, because it is a timeless book. 
Put that in your notes, a timeless book. Look, if you will, now in verse 89, for example, in this psalm. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That is, the Bible is not the book of the month. It is not the book of the year. It is the book of ages. It is an unchanging book. Number two, it is a truthful book. Do you have that? It is a truthful book. Look, if you will, in verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. And in a world that has lost its appreciation for truth, you can say without stutter or stammer that the Bible is true. The Bible is a timeless book. The Bible is a truthful book, and the Bible, therefore, should be a treasured book. Look, if you will, in verse 72 of this same thing. He says here, The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. I wonder if that is true of you. Folks, I'm telling you, this is God's treasure book. It is a timeless book. It is a truthful book. It is a treasured book. So the first point is you must, you must appreciate the virtues of the Word of God. You must appreciate the virtues of the Word of God because if you don't, you're not going to have any desire to understand it. Now, here's the second thing. Not only must you appreciate the virtues of the Word of God, you must assimilate the vitality of the Word of God. I chose the word vitality on purpose because the word vitality means alive. Now listen, the Bible is a living book. Hebrews 4.12, put it in your margin, the Word of God is quick and powerful. The word quick means alive. It is the word we get our word zoo from, or zoology from. It is zoan. And energes, alive is a word we get our word energy from. It is living. It is energetic. Jesus, in John chapter 6, was speaking to some unbelievers, and he said to them and to his disciples, listen to it, in John chapter 6, verse 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. See, the Bible is vital. The Bible pulsates with life. Now, this is the reason why I'm saying that not only must you appreciate it, you must assimilate it. <laughs> you don't just read the cookbook, you eat the meal. Now, if you don't assimilate it, no matter how much you appreciate it, what good is it going to do you? Now, how do you assimilate the Word of God? Get your pen, write these first things down. Number one, write down, pray over it. Pray over it. Look, if you will, in verse 12 of this uh, chapter now. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Here it is. Teach me thy statutes. Have you ever prayed that? Lord God, be my teacher. Pray over it. Ask God to teach you. When you pray over it, what will happen? Number one, your eyes will be opened. Look, if you will, in verse 18. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. God will open your eyes. 
there are scales over your eyes until God takes the scales off so you can read this book. You may have 20-20 vision, but God has to open your eyes to behold wondrous things in thy law. Do you remember there in the 24th chapter of Luke, after his resurrection, Jesus is walking with those two disciples on the road to Emmaus? And the Bible says he began to talk to them about the Old Testament, the law and the prophets. And then here's a great verse in Luke 24 and verse 45. It says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. Wouldn't you like for God to do that for you? Pray over it. And I'm telling you, when you pray over it, first of all, your eyes will be open. And then number two, your heart will be stirred. Look in verse 36 of this same chapter. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. If you don't have a desire for the Word of God, why don't you say, Oh God, please incline my heart. Move my heart. Open my eyes. Stir my heart. And then, folks, when your eyes open, your heart is stirred, then your mind is going to be enlightened. Look, if you will, in verse 73 of this same psalm. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. How often in sermon preparation have I put my pencil down, have I bowed my head and said, Oh, my God, help me to understand this. God, give me understanding. Now, all of this is under the heading we must pray over. When we pray, friend, our eyes are open, our heart is moved, our mind is enlightened to understand the Word of God. So, uh, now we're talking now about how to assimilate it. Number one, you pray over it. Number two, you ponder it. P-O-N-D-E-R, you ponder it. Look, if you will, in verse 15 of this same psalm, I will meditate in thy precepts. Do you see that? Look, if you will, in verse 147 of this same psalm, I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, and I hoped in thy word. That is, I got up early in the morning, and I trusted it in your word. That is, I had a quiet time. Look, if you will, in uh, 148, mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. You see, it takes time. If you have to rise an hour early, do it. If you have to stay up an hour late, do it. Do it with a pen in your hand. Take a pen. You see, if you don't, you know what it tells me? You're not expecting to receive anything. If you're expecting to receive something, you're going to get ready to write it down. You say, well, I'll remember it. I hope you do. But the weakest ink is better than the best memory. You simply get a pad. When you open the Bible and you pray, then you ponder it, and you get ready for God to speak to you. And when you read the Bible, use your sanctified common sense. Don't just jump into the middle of a chapter, the middle of a book somewhere. No plan, no rhyme, no reason. And you see, the Bible is like any other book. It has all kinds of forms of speech. You see poetry as poetry. You see prophecy as prophecy. You see precept as precept. You see promise as promise. See proverb as proverb. For example, if you try to turn the proverbs into promises, you lose your religion. Uh, the proverbs are not promises, they're proverbs. What is a proverb? A proverb is a general principle, generally applied, brings a general result. For example, in the book of Proverbs, there are ways to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. But you can do all those things and get hit by a truck. <laughs> You're not very wealthy anymore. You left it all. You're certainly not very healthy, and you weren't too wise. You'd look both ways. What I'm trying to say is this. 
A proverb is good, but don't try to turn the Proverbs into promises. Look at the Bible and look at these. Is this a precept? Is this a prophecy? Is this poetry? Is this prose? Is this proverb? Is this promise? Hey, folks, did you know that God gave you a mind? Now, God doesn't zap you with knowledge. Uh, you have the mind of Christ. Use your mind as you study the Bible. You ponder the Bible. Sometimes people ask, well, is the Bible to be interpreted literally or figuratively? Have you ever heard that? You want to know the answer? Yes. It is to be interpreted figuratively and literally all at the same time. For example, the Bible is full of symbols. In the book of the Revelation, the devil is symbolized, the devil is symbolized as a dragon, a huge dragon. He has a tail so long that he sweeps a third of the stars from heaven. Now, you tell me if there's a dragon with a tail long enough to sweep down all the stars of heaven some billions of light years away. That's a pretty big dragon. Now, he's talking about the devil. The stars are the fallen angels that fell out. That, that's symbolism. It's full of symbolism. The Bible is full of symbolism. But you find out what the symbol stands for and you literally believe it. Don't say, oh, that's just symbolism. There is no devil. No, no. That's symbolism. There is a devil. You see. <laughs> the yellow arches, that's McDonald's, right? Now, if you see those yellow arches, would you say, oh, well, that's just a symbol. There is no McDonald's restaurant, no such thing as hamburgers. No, you wouldn't say that. That's just a symbol. You find out what the symbol stands for, and then you literally apply it. So what I'm trying to say is when you get the Word of God, you pray over it. Then you ponder it. You begin to ask God to teach you. I have given you this before, but I want to give you six questions. You ask these six questions. Number one, is there a promise to claim? You're looking at a passage. Is there a promise to claim? Number two, is there a lesson to learn. Number three, is there a blessing to enjoy? Number four, is there a command to obey? Number five, is there a sin to avoid? Number six, is there a new thought to carry with me? Are you preparing a Sunday school lesson? Get any passage of Scripture, any passage, and just look at it and just ask those questions and you've got your lesson. I promise you. Just six simple questions as you look at the Word of God. You've prayed over it and you've said, Oh God, open my eyes. You said, Dear God, move my heart. You said, Dear God, give me understanding. And then you look at the Word of God and you ponder it and you think about it and you've got a pen and you write these things down. You read it through. You think it clear. You write it down. You pray it in. You live it out and you pass it on and it's yours. Number one, uh, you pray over it. Number two, you ponder it. Number three, you preserve it. You preserve it. Look, if you will, here in verse 11. We're back in our psalm again. Look, if you will, in verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, look, if you will, in verse 16. 
I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. That means that you preserve it, you hide it down in your heart. You can remember far more than you think you can remember. Don't tell me you can't remember. You could not function if you couldn't remember things. Uh, we, we function by memory. And memory comes with concentration. Memory comes with uh, motivation. Memory comes with use. Your mind is a marvel, and you can remember far more than you think you can remember as you preserve the Word of God. When women go off, they want to buy pretty boxes. My wife has this uh, love affair with little boxes, pretty little boxes. And sometimes people bring from overseas boxes. And sometimes they, oh, they're intricately carved and they may, they may have uh, jewels and so forth on the outside of them. You've seen these little boxes that they sit around. And you see a beautiful box like that and you say, what a marvelous little box. And then you look inside, you know what's inside? Rubber bands. Gym clips, toothpicks, an old breath mint <laughs> inside that beautiful box. Your mind is like that box, and you got all this junk in it. What a marvel God gave you when God gave you a mind. And so you can't meditate on the Word of God unless it's there, or your mind is like a garden. Have you ever noticed how much easier it is to grow weeds than flowers and vegetables? Well, when Adam fell, his mind became a garden of weeds. And in order for your mind to uh, preserve the Word of God, you've got to cultivate your mind. You have to weed your garden. Now next, not only must you preserve it, you must, here's the fourth thing, you must practice it. Look, if you will, in the first four verses. Uh, Psalm 119, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with a whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep Thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep Thy statutes. It's not enough to recite the promises without obeying the commandments. Simple secret. Do you want to learn more of the Word of God? Do you? Then obey the part you know. That is so simple. The Bible says, To him that hath shall be given. The rich get richer. The more you obey, the more you learn it. Keep the Word of God. You say, well, there's a lot of the Bible I don't understand. Do you know what Mark Twain is reported to have said? He's reported to have said, It's not that part of the Bible that I don't understand that gives me so much trouble. It's the part I do understand. Now, listen, there may be mysteries and things you don't understand about the third toe on the left foot of some beast in Revelation, but I tell you, you can't understand when the Bible says love one another, can't you? You can't understand when the Bible gives you clear and plain commandments. And if you will begin to keep these, uh, the Word of God, uh, it will become real to you. Next, uh, you must, you must proclaim it. This is the fifth of these things you do if you were, are going to assimilate it. Look, if you will, in verse 13. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. With my lips. Look in verse 27. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Look, if you will, in verse 46. I will speak of thy testimony also before kings and will not be ashamed. Look, if you will, in verse 172 of this um, same psalm here. My tongue shall speak of, of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteous. You see, give it away. 
Let the Word of God be in your mouth, constantly in your mouth. Stow it in your heart. Show it in your life. Sow it in the world. The more of the Word of God you give away, the more of it will stick to you. Now, here I've got to move to the final thing. Look, what we said is this. You must appreciate the virtues of the Word of God. Number two, you must assimilate the vitality of the Word of God. And number three, it is then that you can appropriate the values of the Word of God. That is, that this knowledge that you have is going to become a transformational. I'm just going to give you the outline. I can't fill in the points. And you just write them down. Number one, it'll be a source of victory. Verse 45, just as Jesus overcame Satan in the wilderness with the Word, you will overcome. It will be a source of growth. Verse 32, <laughs> People say, oh, Pastor, I'm just so weak in my physical life. I can just hardly get out of bed. I just don't want to go to work. I'm just so weak. <sighs> What's the matter with you? You been a doctor? No. <laughs> you got a disease? I don't think so. Man, what are you eating? Well, I have this restaurant I go to on Sunday sometimes. It's not raining, and I, I get a meal there. That's all I eat. You mean that's all you eat? You just go to this restaurant on Sunday and you get a meal there if it's not raining? That's all you eat? Yeah, I'm just so weak. <laughs> Friend, listen. All this is, is just to whet your appetite. If you don't learn how to feed yourself the Word of God, you're not going to grow. The Bible says that as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. It's a source of growth. It's a source of joy. Verses 54 and 111, these things have I spoken unto you that your joy might be full. It's a source of power. The Word of God is quick and powerful. It's a source of guidance. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my path and a light unto my feet. <laughs> the Word of God, the Word of God, it will give you all of these things. You want joy, you want power, you want victory. You want to be able to overcome. You want these wonderful things. You can appropriate them, but you can only appropriate them after you assimilate them. And you can only assimilate them if you appreciate them. And I'm promising you that if you'll do that, it will be transformational in your life. Now, could we just sum up the Bible right now for those of you who are not Christians or maybe you've never been saved? Can I just give you the Bible in shorthand? The Bible addresses one problem, and that problem is sin. The Bible has one villain, and that villain is the devil. The Bible has one hero, and his name is Jesus. The Bible has one purpose, and that is the glory of God. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? You see, this book is a two-edged sword. If it doesn't cut to heal you, it will cut to slay you. It's a savor of life unto life or death unto death. And God wants me to tell you something today and it's going to come right out of this book. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that means you, that whosoever, that means anybody, believes in Him, puts their faith, their trust in Him, they will not perish. They will not die and go to hell. They will not. 
but they'll have everlasting life. That's what we sang about. Do you know Jesus? What an important question to end today's lesson. Do you know Jesus? Would you like to put your trust in Him fully today? Pray something like this with me right now from your heart. Of God in heaven, I know I've sinned against you. You are holy. I am not. I cannot live a sinless life, but Jesus did, and I put my full trust and hope and faith in what he did for me on the cross. Come into my life right now. Change me from the inside out. I believe your son died in my place and rose again to new life, and I ask you for that in my life right now. I submit to you. I trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you placed your faith in Jesus just now with a prayer like that, let us celebrate with you and help you dig into God's Word. Go to our Discover Jesus page at lwf.org radio. We have answers that you may need about your faith. We have a response section. You can share your testimony or how this message has made a difference in your life. Click the Discover Jesus tab at lwf.org radio today. And let us hear from you. Welcome to God's Forever Family. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message in its entirety, call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and mention the title, How to Make Your Bible Come Alive. This message is also part of the insightful series, The Bible, The Book of the Ages, where that complete collection, all 12 powerful messages, call 1-877-LOVE-GOD or you can order online at lwf.org radio. Or you can write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Thank you for studying in God's Word with us today. As you read Scripture, dwell on these six questions. Is there a promise to claim? Is there a lesson to learn? Is there a blessing to enjoy? Is there a command to obey? Is there a sin to avoid? Is there a new thought to carry with me? We hope you'll tune in next time for more profound truth simply stated right here on Love Worth Finding. A listener wrote on our Facebook wall recently with this word of encouragement. She said, Adrian Rogers is trustworthy in his theology and presentation of God's word. I feel his messages are relevant to today's current issues is so true, and we are honored to share the truth of the gospel for such a time as this. That's why Love Worth Finding is proud to present a new documentary, Nothing But the Truth, in partnership with the film's producers. When you donate to the ministry right now, we want to send you a DVD copy. This documentary exposes the cultural erosion of biblical truth in America and also provides viewers with access to faith-strengthening truth from God's Word. Request the DVD, Nothing But the Truth, when you call with a gift at 1-877-LOVE-GOD, 1-877-568-3463, or give online at lwf.org radio. And thank you for your generous support of Love Worth Finding. And you can catch up on more from Dr. Adrian Rogers this evening at 8 o'clock when you tune in. If you missed any of the program today, I want to encourage you to make sure that you check it out tonight at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time here on the Community Per Time Network. Thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company located in Perry, Florida, a partner of the Community Per Time Network. You can visit their website, gulfbreezerealestate.net. 
You can also check out all their latest properties and their title services, submit a contract right on their website. They're located at 117 West Main Street. Why don't you give them a call today? Even if you don't live in the area, and just let them know that you appreciate them helping us to stay on the air. 850-584-5101. Your weather today, temperatures going to be in the upper 80s. Lows tonight in the 70s. About a 20% chance of rain. Still foggy out there when I went to go get me a fresh cup of coffee. Have you had your coffee this morning? Oh, I love my coffee. Went and got another cup just a minute ago and still foggy. Well, if you got a prayer need, text us this morning, 870-205-0600. Did you get all those different little nuggets that Dr. Rogers shared with us a little while ago? I was listening while I was working on some other things. And I've got a prayer guide. Actually, it's a devotional Bible study guide that's on our website that I want to offer to you for free. And it is a combination of what Dr. Rick Warren put out years ago and Dr. Adrian Rogers. It's a combination of their work and the questions that you ask yourself when you're reading through the scriptures. Ask yourself these questions. Is it a promise to claim? Is it a lesson to learn? A blessing to enjoy? A command to obey, sin to avoid, or a new thought to carry with me. That's the way Dr. Rogers shares it with us. Here's Zach Williams. Fear is a liar. Fear. It's a liar. 
That's Zach Williams here on the Community Prayer Time Network. We got one more song for you this morning, and this is Miss Barbara Payroll's favorite song, Good God Almighty. He's good. He's God. He's Almighty this morning. It's 829 Central Standard Time. This will be the last song that I'll be able to share with you. Now the, the music and programming is going to continue all day, 24 hours a day. 24 hours of music and programming. But this will be the last song that I'll be able to be with you for the morning. I'm going to sign off here in just a few minutes. You enjoy this song from Crowder. Lord, we thank you today on this Thursday that we can know that you are good, that you are God, that you are almighty. Lord, we praise you today. Help us to follow you as you lead us through this Thursday morning, the 16th day of September. It's 832 Central Standard Time, and my time is done for the morning. It's been great to be with you on the other side of the speaker. Thank you for joining with us here on the Community Prayer Time Network, where together we still believe God answers prayer. Say it with me. God answers prayer. Hope you have a great Thursday. If you have a prayer need, you can text us at 870-205-0600. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock.